Greetings, queens and queers, and welcome back to another episode of Here, Queer, and Ready to Disappear. It's me, Dallas from the podcast, back at it once again, actually managing to, you know, record and upload at more than one time in two months. I'm gonna call it progress. It may not look it to some of y'all, but since when does anyone even listen to this to care? So, Your Honor, I've been having the wackiest July of my life. Uh, I think the last time I posted was like the 10th. So like two weeks ago ish, right? Uh, you take, take that math and, uh, I've just been going insane in the two weeks since then, you know, somewhere between I got to go to fucking New York and see Moulin Rouge live. Impeccable, amazing. If I hadn't already known I was by, I would have known by intermission. Um, we're gonna actually going to talk about that a different day, though. Actually, that's today for me. I'm double recording to be sneaky. Uh, because today we're talking about the other reason why I've been going batshit fucking insane lately. So, how do I even begin? There's... <laughs> lately I've been going insane all the time, but then like, more insane after 10.30 at night. And it's not, it's not because I'm overtired at that point. It's because that's the point in the night when I stop writing fanfic and start reading fanfic <laughs> and there's this one fic that i've been reading that's like a group chat fic <laughs> and it's like kind of low quality but i'm in love with it and it's been making me feral lately and i can't and <laughs> i remember how i said i think i mentioned this last episode that I had started watching the Umbrella Academy and I really wanted to hyperfixate on it, but I couldn't because I wasn't finished. Um, yeah, <laughs> I finished it, the entire show, in, you know, two weeks. That was my epic transition. So, this is your warning now that you're, if you haven't watched the Umbrella Academy to the completion of season three, you're gonna get spoiled, so that's sad for you. So... So I've been reading this really low quality Umbrella Academy group chat fic that just highlights how perfectly dysfunctional they all are. And your honor, believe me, <laughs> they're my emotional support dysfunctional family. I, I literally even, I see, so the thing is, I remember when this show first started coming out and I did not watch it because I was like, hmm. That's a little weird, and you know, the last time a show that was a little weird came out, it was Stranger Things, and people told me to watch it, and I didn't actually like it, so I stopped, and I didn't want to do that. But my friend, Icarus, was like, real into it, and watching it, and telling me that I should watch it, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing other things, right? So, flash forward to the beginning of the month, and... We, me and my mom finished whatever show we had been watching before, and she's like, oh, this seems interesting, and just, like, puts on the Umbrella Academy before I can say anything, and I'm like, all right, cool. We get an episode and a half in, and I was like, 
Okay, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, let's go. I'm in. I, words cannot describe, but watching that first episode, I, <laughs> I texted Icarus and I was like, oh, I, I believe my wording was gay himbo drug addict in the skirt has me really intrigued, trademark. <laughs> Her only response was, oh yeah, he's a fucking mess, I love him. Uh, yeah, so that just kind of started my undying love for Klaus Hargreaves, you know, as you do. Uh, yeah, so we finished the first season in a week-ish, and in that we got... Like after we watched the final episode of season one, we watched like the first ten minutes of the first episode of season two, because that's the way my mother is sometimes. And I <laughs> watching the opening sequence where they're fighting back against like the Soviets or whatever, because that's the new apocalypse. And <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see the new iteration of class that's been living in the 1960s long hair still with the go <laughs> with the goatee long overcoat of and a with a vest with nothing under it i was like fuck Te text icarus uh, i'm too gay for this new development and she was like ah oh, like whatever the next time i get to watch another episode is like two days later. I hate it here sometimes. And, you know, the thing goes back and it's like when he's with the cult and he has a long beard and I texted her responding to the same thing that I had said. And I was like, I would like to rescind this statement. I was very much in the wrong. Um, not an hour later, she gets another text from me. Never mind, the beard has been cut. I'm back on my bullshit. I'm so gay for that man. It's not even a joke. <sighs> yeah, he's definitely my favorite character. And like the whole, like from the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into it. I, I like that he's like disconnected from everybody else and that they literally just don't pay attention and he's having his own side plot the entire time. And then the whole getting kidnapped thing happened and no one paid attention. And I was like, no, they this can't be real. Like, what the fuck? And then the Vietnam thing happened. And I was like, huh? Like the second he reappears on the bus, I was like, oh no, oh no. See, I see the army green, and I'm like, oh, no. I see that he gets off the bus and starts, like, smashing the briefcase, and I see the dog tags, and I'm like, oh, what did you do to my boy? What did you do to my boy? Like, cut to two scenes later, Hazel and Cha-Cha getting reprimanded for an unauthorized trip to 1969, and I was like, no, tell me you did not. But they did. Actually sobbing. It was like... I was like, no, they can't. And 
Like the entire time, his whole family just like skips over the fact that he was kidnapped, skips over the fact that he had this whole thing in Vietnam and all of this stuff. And I was and like, like, how do you just, how, why do they all just like ignore him and all of his trauma so much? I mean, they overlook their own trauma too. So I guess it's a fair, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love him. Emotional support, a gay drug addict man, and uh, yeah, so I just, I just, I just, I feel I, I, I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a hug. I want to tell him that it's okay. <laughs> Same thing with five. That little child is so traumatized, and everyone also like ignores his trauma. Like, what the fuck. Like, like, the entirety of the ending of season one is them focusing on Victor's issues, and then a lot of season two is, like, Diego's with the whole hero complex and all that shit. Why can't they- why can't they just give class attention? Why can't- why can't they just not be assholes about it? And why can't they- why can't they understand that, like, Five also has seen a lot of shit, like- bro that that really bothers me a lot but i get it it's it's who they are it's who they are dude i saw a post the other day that was like i can't believe that in part of allison's like speech at this part that she said oh we've all lost people and mannequins like as if five hadn't watched them all die like i feel like they need to understand <laughs> oh no just had a very bad thought like the the writers <laughs> smacks the back of five's head smacks the back of five head and this bad boy can fit so much unspoken trauma <laughs> oh my god no i <laughs> oh no not the mitski no not the mitski in my headphones leave leave me alone 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 Oh my god, I'm just losing my shit all over the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, Five and Klaus, I just, I want to give them a hug, tell them that it'll be okay, and like, I just, I just, I, Prussian. I, honestly, I, I really like this show. I think that it's, <laughs> even if every season is, oh, there's a new apocalypse, I could not care less. You, 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 y'all just keep doing your thing. Keep being dysfunctional and funny on the main. I don't even care. Like, season one was, like, a real kicker. I loved that. I liked, like, the back and forth and the fact that they were so stupid as to just not realize that it was Victor the entire time. And I like the compilation of the music that they made that they used impeccable, perfect choices in every season. And then all of season two was awesome because of it's the sixties. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty stuff about the sixties, as we can see, but like the the way they got the aesthetic of it really really made me happy and then uh, season three season three kind of hurt 
I mean, they all kind of hurt, but, like, season three hurt a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Um, like, <sighs> I have so many feelings about season three. Like, I, the Klaus and Five road trip to find Klaus's mom, amazing, incredible. Loved the way Five almost crashed the fucking car to see a ball of twine. Ten out of ten. Love them. The entire sparrows versus umbrellas thing. Weird as shit. Feels a little tiny bit forced, but I love the tension anyway. The entire fucking footloose scene. I was sitting there what the fucking the entire time. No complaints. Impeccable. Kudos to all of those actors for doing that because... Honestly, if we tried to organize something like that with my actual drama club of people who did dancing, wouldn't have worked. I can tell you that much. It would not have worked. Like, all of the whole, like, wedding plot, impeccable. But then you get, like, smaller things, like the fact that they literally couldn't communicate to figure out that the world was ending, and... The fact that they were trying to pull like a Romeo and Juliet with Luther and Sloane, but Luther was still pretty much just doing pseudo incest because like, I mean, it was, it was weird enough when it was Allison, but like, then you like bring in the, oh, but it's a different universe, different time, whatever. But like, they call the same dude dad. Is that not weird? I, I don't know. And that part felt weird. Christopher? I don't even know what the fuck is going on there. I don't- there's no explanation and I don't know what to do about that and it freaks me out still. Like... And, of course, Alice- the wandification of Allison. I was- I was here for it. I was ready. I was excited. I mean, yeah, she kind of snapped and, like, lost it at Victor. But, like, part of that was justified. Like, a decent amount of that was justified. And everything felt so, like, I was, like, I was so into it. I was, like, yeah, okay. But Victor has been, like, the center of all of it and has been taking a lot of that, like, for granted. So, that like I, like, I was, like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Everything she's doing right now is fair. And then she was, like, I heard a rumor you stayed. And I was, like, nope. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I refuse. No longer in support of the wandification of Allison Hargreaves. I can excuse blame for homicide and excessive blame and grief. I draw the line at what she did to Luther. I don't even, I, I, I that's it. The, th- the thing about that part that bothers me the most is that all of it was still very in character. And, like, paying attention to everything that happened and, like, leading up to that, it all makes sense. And it hurts so much that it makes sense. My next note just says Lila with a heart. I... <laughs> I love Lila so much. Her character is one of the best. Top top 10, easily. Very funny. I, 
And the first and the the first time she shows up in season two, I was I was apprehensive, especially when you know she went back to the fucking handler who was her mother, and I was like, that's weird. But then she was like, I don't understand a lot of things. Like Yaga, how does it know how to stop being milk? We stand. I love her so much. And like her relationship with five, <laughs> impeccable. I want a friend like that who will fucking bash me, <laughs> but still be on my side. That's amazing, amazing. Also the entire stand thing. Oh my God. It's like a mini to slightly less dysfunctional family within a dysfunctional family. And I love them so much. And like, th this is the thing that's like, imagine you're some like 12 year old kid living your life, Berlin, whatever, 1989. And some fucking drummer in your mom's band is like, hey, you wanna come travel through time to the future to fuck with the guy that I'm in love with? And he was like, yeah. So he just kind of rolled with everything that was happening as these random people with powers and a fucking floating cube as if attacking these, this dude that he's supposed to be calling his dad. And like all this shit. Like what the fuck? And then when he killed Klaus, why was he so okay with it? Why was he so nonchalant and just going to get shit to dissolve the body? What the fuck? I love him so much. Stan is the best. I don't- I- A good plan though, dissolving the body. Rolling- Diego's plan of rolling in the carpet kinda shit. Dissolving is more effective. Um, speaking of, I like to think that I'm the level- the same- I would be the same level of mildly bad but not shitty father that Diego is. Because, like, he's not shitty and he's not necessarily bad. It's just, like, the when he gives Stanley eight, $8 and is, like, that's, like, a month's wages for a kid. Get out of here. <laughs> or the fact that he's, like, bu mildly bullying him or acting like he doesn't care but then still going after him and, like, and you were gonna dissolve the body? Impeccable. Amazing. I, I, I aspire to be that that not that i would ever have kids but if i did i aspire to be that type of father <laughs> listen 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 i i don't i don't i don't know my final note on my sheet of notes is all caps the wedding at the end of the world means so much to me holy shit <laughs> because it does Literally, the end, the wedding at the end of the world is my favorite episode of all time. I just maybe second maybe to the day that wasn't because I I loved a lot of the day that wasn't, um, but like impeccable, amazing the the bachelor party incredible the fact that Ben is going through his own character arc for once and not just following Klaus around and or talking to some random girl from Nicole and like actually having other feelings and <sighs> like I get why he's so upset that they didn't invite him to the bachelor party but at the same time he was being an asshole to them the whole time but then he still hung out and got drunk with everybody at the wedding. And it's like, oh, oh my god. I, I love... 
also the entire wedding, Klaus officiating the wedding, the wedding. I pronounce you married as shit. Viva la apocalypse. Oh my god. I just, I love him so much. <laughs> oh no, but like the, all the, all like the dancing and the hanging out and all this stuff. I just, <sighs> big feels, big feels. I love that. Okay, I was mildly rudely interrupted because I got a phone call and I tried to frantically do an outro because I was about to do an outro anyway. And uh, so now uh, Deer is here to be awkwardly played down my mic through a FaceTime call. Sorry for the bad audio. What do you have to say for yourself? Hello. Hey, it's all right. I just want to talk to you. You are so rude all of the time. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say for yourself? Hello. Goodbye, I guess. Okay, well, on that note, <laughs> you can find me on TikTok and Twitter at HQRTD Podcast and on Instagram at HQRTD Podcast Official. <laughs> I'm Dallas. I was here. I'm still queer. And now I'm going to disappear to go kill someone. Bye!